Shelby. Love what you've done with the place. That's Warden Shop to you. Bowles! Yo, Frankie! How's the wife and kids? You miss me? Shut it, clown! <gasps> A lot of people here really want to talk to you. <laughs> really? I don't mind walking. Not so tight, boys. You'll crease the suit. <laughs> Get that filthy degenerate out of here. Warden, something's not right. I'm going with him. Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, your Seriously Pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geek things across time and Arkham Island. My name is David, and I am joined today by Vito. How you doing today, Vito? Doing well, doing well, David. Happy to uh, happy to see you. Happy to talk about the gloomy, the dark, the damp, the wet, and the crazy. The gothic, as it were. Indeed. indeed. <laughs> Absolutely. So if uh, if nobody, uh, if you haven't met Vito before, he's been on our podcast a couple times already. Him and his uh, brethren over at Not Your Father's Movies podcast, uh, Mike. I've not, I don't know if I had Mike on yet. I've had... Uh, um, Vito and I've had, um, oh my God, I'm having a Jesse. brain fart. Jesse, that's great. I wanted to call him Jennifer. That's great. <laughs> he's, not, he's not Jennifer. <laughs> let, him, let him hear this one and be like, I didn't know I had a sex change. I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep calling him that. <laughs> call him Jennifer. Yeah. I, my brain, I don't know if your brain ever does that, but it's like, it's a random synapses fire. And I'm like, huh, that's not the person I'm going to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, no, Jesse, Jesse came on to talk with you about uh, Settlers of Catan, yeah, and then I've talked with you. Yeah, that's a really good episode, honestly. I, 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 haven't, I haven't played a lot of Settlers of Catan, but hearing you guys talk about it, it, was, it just sounded like such a fun uh, memory-building time. You, you got like, yeah, to sit down and play with them sometime, because it's, 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 it truly is a blast. Like, it's one of those games that really it, it is the foundation of all board games, and a fa- you know, you know, Get the other board games. It's not like just playing Monopoly. It's great, though. But yeah, if you guys haven't heard that one, check it out. Um, also, if you haven't, uh, check out uh, Vito and I's uh, podcast. We did actually, it was a cooperative podcast, uh, one on his uh, podcast and one on ours. It's about Hellboy. They We did Hellboy and the Golden Army on your guys' uh, website or your podcast. I had a blast with that. Yeah. Um, and then we also did uh, just a generalized Hellboy on my eyesight, which I, like I said, that's one of my favorite comic book characters of all time. And I know you had a blast over here too. We, that was a long one, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was multiple hours. But honestly, when you're talking about, you know, big, big picture about a character, even a character, you know, who has a, kind of a limited amount of material about him, all controlled by Mignola, uh, it's still like you want to do justice to it. And I can, I can only imagine if we were ever to collaborate on like a long form podcast about Batman, like that would be oh like God. nine hours. <laughs> Absolutely. Because well, it's the thing. It's, so, yeah. So going into it, that, that that's what we're talking about today, guys. We're talking about Batman, the video game, Batman and Arkham Asylum, which is just it's Rocksteady's love letter to the Batman character, which this is talking about a character that has a, you know, a history that's been around longer than the both of us you know our years combined oh yeah um, this is a guy that came back came out in like 1937 38 i believe yeah um about a long time ago before world war ii and it, he's just been around forever um but this is this is rock city's uh attempt to try and pay homage to the batman character so before we get into the nitty-gritty of this wonderful video game 
where was the first time you ever got a hold of Batman? At I mean, it's that's kind of an open-ended question, but it, it's 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 kind of pivotal. You know, uh, made us you made both of us choose to play this game at the very minimum. So, yeah, uh, Batman has been a part of my life as long as I, I think I have been alive. Uh, he because I was born in '93, uh-huh. and that was right before the animated show uh, came out, and I what it's it's sublime it's it's absolutely perfect and i remember being such a young kid you know we're talking like two three four five years old and just seeing these and what was smart was that wb would always put superman and batman together so you get like an hour of superman a superman show which was also run by bruce tim and then the newer batman show which is run by bruce tim and so you had this like awesome juxtaposition of the two different kinds of dc and so you had like the wandering, the wild, the kind of exotic, but also the very grounded and and real, like there's very clear morality with Superman. Absolutely, and then yeah. the flip side of that coin was the sort of darker philosophy and morality of Batman. And as, as a young kid, taking both of those in at the same time, it felt it felt like pure perfection. It felt like, oh, I'm finding my moral compass watching these these two mythical characters. And I say that mythical, I don't really think they're fictional. Like there's something very um, almost like ingrained in the souls of people to identify so closely with either Superman or Batman or both. And for Batman, for me, was where I always turned to. He had, he, he, it's something about him just clicked for me. It was so dark and gothic and it informed my sensibilities. I mean, that I'm watching Tim Burton movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going out to see the the whatever on, on screen. Um, yeah, it, it Batman's everything for me. Like I, you, can, you can't really see the shelf very well, but I have more Batman than I have almost anything else. And uh, I have like a little yeah. Batman Funko Pop that I have here. I'm, I'm going to just hang on a sec. You're good, yeah. No, I completely understand where you're talking or coming from, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I call, I, call him, I call him Little Conroy because of Little you know. Conroy. There you go. <laughs> God, I wish I could do his voice to do him justice, but he, he just got that. Kevin Con- talk about Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Conroy with that animated series like you were talking about. That is exactly, I mean, kind of where I picked it up as well, too. Um, funny you brought that up. I was actually had a little bit of downtime on my break last night. I was watching an episode of the animated series on HBO Max because they've got yep. it all on there. And I was just like, I totally didn't know they had this on there. And I'm like, I started watching from the beginning and I'm like, this is this is inspired. I haven't seen this in years. And I was like, it just it brings back. It's got that. And it's just in, it's inspired that, you know, you kind of look at it that they took a chance to try to make something wholly unique and very almost adult oriented on that con- on that uh, TV show, and they did their own style and they actually really dug deep into these characters, uh, these bad guys, these you know arch- you know even Batman himself. You know they made him a little bit more moody, they made him a little more gray on his morality, which he always kind of was, but they really kind of stepped into that area and that really informed a lot of kids during that era and it also really informed animation in general and the batman character you know how many how much how much stuff do you think has been uh it has been uh been made due to the fact the the animated series came about you know i think the animated series is possibly the most influential uh incarnation of batman that there has been absolutely Um, i mean they're obviously taking a ton of notes from from burton because he had just finished that Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that gothic architecture, that that dark sensibility. But like you're saying with the animation, they did so many new things. Like that was a revolutionary show because they would draw on black paper. 
Like you're starting already from this place of, of, of darkness <laughs> and then building out from there and then trying to, to figure out who Batman is, but always contrasting him with the wildness and the craziness of his rogues gallery. And that's been the crazy thing. Like people, Superman is great. I'm actually watching the animated show with, with my daughter. She's really enjoying it because it's easy. It's clear morality. Like he is so it's, good. It's a total, it's a little bit of a different flavor, right? Yeah. And, and she's been kind of, you know, I was playing the all three of the games in preparation to talk about this uh, on the show, but she'd walk in sometimes and I've kind of kept her away from Batman. She's only three uh-huh. and that was too young for me. <laughs> like that was a mistake. Yeah, my parents absolutely, made. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I want to, I want to give it to her a little bit later, but so she hasn't seen anything of Batman and all she saw was him from behind um, in one of the dark corridors and she stopped dead in her tracks. And she said, who is that? <laughs> And there was just then there was all these questions like, is he a man? Does he get scared? Why is he dressed like a bat? Like so many questions from this from the small child, just seeing an image of the back of Batman with the cowl and the cape yeah. in, a, in a darkened corridor. And that's that's what um, this game especially gets right. Arkham Asylum is that it Absolutely. brings together all of this stuff into this perfect mixture. Yeah. So and getting into that. So let's let's hear a little bit about the, about the game. So. Batman Arkham Asylum is a 2009 action-adventure game developed by Rocksteady Studios and published by Eidos Interactive in conjunction with Warner Brothers. So that was the WB he was, uh, Vito was talking about earlier, guys. Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. And this is based on the DC Comics superhero Batman and was written by Batman veteran writer Paul Dini. Mm-hmm. Batman Asylum was inspired by the long-running comic book mythos, which we've already spoken of. And in this main storyline, um, Batman goes after the iconic bad guy, his arch enemy, the Joker. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, in this, that, that's just the base, the ground. That's the groundwork right there. So, it, I knew you said you were playing a little bit of the uh, games already. So, what was your initial impression? When did you, well, let's, let's back up a little bit. When did you first play Arkham Asylum? When was the first time you ever played it? Uh, it was, remember? it was 2009. Yeah. Okay, I so. was, I, how old was I? I was 16, I think that year. Just and a wee lad. Just, just a small, small boy who was obsessed with Batman and everything Batman related. And to hear, like there had been Batman video games before, but they were, they were bad. They were oh, yeah, absolutely. really rough. <laughs> that, that Batman Begins video game, the movie tie-in one wasn't, terrible mm-hmm. uh but the thing that they never no one could get right for so long was the feeling of being able to fight right yep. and i remember when the demo came out this just rocked my world and i bought it on pc and i played it endlessly for like two years on pc once i got an xbox 360 i bought it on that once i got a playstation 4 i bought i bought the return to arkham remastered version yes. like I've, I've owned like four or five copies of this game oh yeah i also have it on the computer as well so i can play it on here and like jack my my graphic settings all the way up it's so um, yeah it's 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 still so gorgeous and the remaster they did the return to arkham uh, is is incredible. Um, yeah, so I've been playing this game kind of like well, last time I was on your show with Dishonored. I've been playing this game since it came out, and I've continued to plan on playing it till I don't know, I die. <laughs> yeah, kind of off and on here and there when you feel like it's one of those games that you could really tell you, tell yourself, like, hey, you know, I'm feeling kind of nostalgic. I want to go back and tread, you know, some well-worn ground. I want to go back and visit this world. It's one of those worlds. It's kind of like going back and reading your favorite comic book, right? Or going back and watching your favorite movie. It just really, you sink deep into that mythos and this world that they built for you. And you really, 
just just you, it's like it's like cuddling up to a, a a warm cup of uh, cocoa on a on a winter's day in front of a fire, or perhaps a nice bottle of wine, Vito. <laughs> so, I would say so. I, I hope uh, everyone heard me pour some. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, hey, you know what? It's everyone's got the. I would probably be drinking right now too if I hadn't just gotten up. I got, and I got to watch two kids later, so <laughs> I, I got to have a little bit of energy. But but yeah, that that it is. It is I got a question though. Yeah, so because I would also describe this as like comfort food for me. I would describe oh, all of Batman as comfort oh, food. Oh yeah. But what does that say about us? <laughs> like um, the, the wild and the crazy is like, oh, this feels good. There will one of we're couple we're just a couple guys of millions of fans that feel the same way. So it's not wrong. It's not wrong. That's what I'm gonna say there. Safety in numbers. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's I love that kind of like beginning story because I was kind of the same way. So about this time, I was a freshman in college. I remember mm-hmm. this. So my buddy, no, I'm sorry, seen, uh, sophomore in college, and I uh, had just gotten out of class. I remember I got out of a psych class. Um, I have a I have a dual major. I have a psych. I was a psych major and a, and a criminal justice major. And I got out of psych class, and I just got done. I remember this vividly. I got done with my abnormal psychology class. <laughs> it's fortuitous. And I walked down to my buddy's uh, house. There was three of them. They were all staying together. I was living with my parents at the time, but I always went down there because they were living right off campus. And I went down there and I visited them. And I went and saw my buddy Chris. I was upstairs in a room, and of course I walk in. And I'm like, hey, man, what's up? And, if, you know, it's the typical, you know, guy house. There's clothes sitting on the floor that have been there for probably days. Yeah. And he is just like playing. He's playing a game. And I'm like, oh, what's this? And he's like, it's, oh, it's the new Batman game. He's like, I just picked it up the other day. And I was just like, I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, uh, this kind of looks kind of kind of cool. I kind of like this. And he's like, well, yeah, I got to go class in a little bit if you want to play. And I was like, sure, I'll start playing it. Uh, needless to say, he came back from class. I continued to play, not letting him play. <laughs> I continued to play that night. I stayed up until about four in the morning. Yep. I, I literally, it sucked me in that fast. Yes. And I had never had a video game do that to me at that point. And I literally was like, man, I have to go home. I got to go sleep. So I went home, went to sleep, went, I, I think I skipped classes that day. Of course. Yes. <laughs> <The day after. laughs> <laughs> so don't do that kids education is important <laughs> so, I, um, I can't i can't tell you the number of classes that i've skipped in my life to either play this or arkham city it's yeah. embarrassing it's it truly it, is isn't that sad that like our wives are probably like shaking our fingers at us because okay so fun fact both our wives are teachers and they probably just like waggle their fingers at us and be like you should have been in class you know, i like, should have been i should have been man it, it it sucks like i uh but i do there's so many times like arkham city I have just like the Arkham games have been what walked me through my life. I had Arkham Asylum in 2009. That, that's me leaving high school, going into college. Arkham City is me the in college experience. Everyone I know loves this game. And Absolutely. then uh, Arkham Knight is when I'm newly married and my wife is pregnant. Like yeah. this, this walked me through the stages of adulthood. <laughs> Batman's like, here, take my hand, Vito. And he's just like walking you through life. And you're like, oh, your, your cowled glove is so, it's so friendly and warming. You're like, that's kind of a weird way. Like you really like leather, don't you? But anyways, so, um, but anyways, so yeah, no, no, that's, that's a wonderful way to describe this whole, the series as a whole. Like they, they really kind of grow with you, right? As you get older in every iteration of Batman, even even Arkham Knight a little bit, you know, it, it was okay. It wasn't my favorite cup of tea, but that's, that it is what it is. But in every game, this whole series, they, they build upon that initial grounding of Arkham Asylum 
and they always add a little bit more. And you can have, you know, you everyone has their opinions on, you know, a couple of the, the, the uh, installments in the game. But I don't think anybody has really uh, overwhelmingly negative viewpoint on Arkham Asylum. I mean, I have, I was looking, I was scouring the internet for bad reviews of Arkham Asylum. I don't yep. think I found one. I mean, no. I found a couple guys, people digging it for the PS3, like version, like the rendering and stuff. Yeah. But that's just, you know, signs of the time of like what they were trying to put into the, in the game system. Yeah. And the Arkham city and the Arkham origins PC ports, I remember were like yeah. famously terrible. Yeah. Uh, and we had to fix them over the years, but also that's fairly true of almost any console game that's been ported to PC yeah. is that it's just not very good for a bit. And yeah. PC gamers are, are like, okay with it. But then of course, you know, when a console game hits consoles and it's broken, everyone just like loses their minds. Um, <laughs> Which doesn't make sense because it's like, well, you know, you, you, it's the fact that it's able to get put on a PC with all these different components where everything's uniform on, on console. It just doesn't make sense to me, but like, but it's, it's just a me thing. PC master race. Sorry guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it it is me, but, but I, I truly, like I said, I truly love the, the amount of love that they put into this game. Um, and so let's finally, after a long last, let's get deep deep into the like the bowels of Arkham Asylum into the uh, moldy dungeons as it were and see if uh, Croc will jump up and attack oh, us as, no. we're try- as we're trying to turn off the, uh, the is it I can't remember the water I think it's the water I think it's the off. water oh man dude that okay okay <laughs> that mission just okay there's one section of this game I do not enjoy very much. It is that section. <laughs> yeah, that's true because it's you have to hit it perfect. So the, the the section Vito's talking about, you're down after a little while. So uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to do this without spoiling too much, even though the game's been out forever. Um, you you get down into the, into the basically the sewer systems of Arkham Asylum, and you're trying to shut off the water valves, and Croc just randomly pops up out of the water will run at you on these little boards which first off how is he running on the boards when he's like, the, the three, like 25 feet tall you know yeah and like 400 <laughs> pounds and i'm like that is not buoyant enough to keep that man afloat but you know what physics it's a video game i'm gonna let it go so yeah. and then but if you do that on hard mode the space that you get in between when he pops up and you have to do the actions and all that stuff and throw the boom the battering at him are significantly reduced. I don't remember if you, if you remember that or not, but it's, yeah. it's kind of a pain in the butt and it gets old really, really fast. It's like yeah. one hit, one kill kind of thing. So, but it, it is a blast. So talking about, you know, least favorite parts in the game, that's obviously yours. What is yeah. your, what is your favorite part in the game? Let me ask you that. Do you remember, I have a, have a favorite moment. Um, a favorite, uh, most of my favorite moments are actually, uh, while I respect Arkham Asylum as a whole, I think on the whole, it's like a 95% amazing game, right? Yeah, absolutely. And But Arkham City is the one that has a lot of the hallmark moments for me because there's there's so many more like side quests and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I think that what's so smart about Arkham Asylum, the game, is that so if you look at the time when it comes out, it comes out in uh, you know, 2009, a year after the Dark Knight kind of reignited culture's love for yeah. Batman. I mean, it became the, the highest grossing movie like of all time until uh, Avatar. Um, and it just took the world by storm, especially like Heath Ledger's passing. And and everyone just could you could not get more Batman out quick enough for people. No. And so it was so smart to open this game and show this grounded kind of reality. I mean, like it opens, it says Arkham Asylum, eight miles away, do not pick it pick up hitchhikers they will be mm-hmm. escaping patients and then the slow walk in over the opening credits this very cinematic experience and 
And it's letting you into this world saying like, okay, so you've seen the Nolan stuff. You know how realistic that is. We're doing realistic, but it's also, there's a 25 foot killer croc in here. You know, yeah, we're, you're we're going to see some more, crazy stuff. We're bringing it more towards the middle of the of the spectrum as opposed to unrealistic and realistic. It's like, boom. Yeah, they tell you and they bring it more towards the middle and they just really get that fine line. Like you said, they have stuff like you can believe that the Joker is a megalomaniac. You can believe that Batman is a real person. But at the same time, like you said, you've got Killer Croc and, and Bane. And Bane. And, and, and Scarecrow and, doing and, some and, crazy stuff. And, yeah, and Poison Ivy controlling plans here, just like, mm-hmm. what is this? Like, this is obviously, like, outside the realm of normal possibilities. I'm sure it's possible, but not to that extent. You know, it's just like... It, it, just, it shows you, like, how comic booky you can get yeah. while still while still letting the audience be grounded because that's kind of what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that is my favorite thing of this, is that it's such a perfect entry point. And if they didn't nail the entry like that, then the game wouldn't work. And no, also not. that other layer too, like it's been so long since we heard Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill be those voices. Oh my God. And then just to hear the dulcet baritone of Kevin Conroy and then hear the mega, the maniacal laughter of Mark Hamill back again. It's like, I'm, I'm a kid. I get to play the animated show, but it's like, it's like R rated. Oh yeah. It's just, just like, Oh yeah. This is like, I'm, I'm good for this. Like uh, take me all the way. You know, take me home tonight. Exactly. Um, and it's it's and for people that don't know, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, they are famously uh, voiced Batman. Uh, Kevin Conroy voiced Batman, and Mark Hamill, who is if you guys don't know Mark Hamill, uh, <laughs> he boy uh, he was uh, uh, Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars films. He voiced the Joker, and they both did their their respective roles in the animated series as well as in this. And I think. Paul Dini, which I was watching a uh, documentary about it last night. Paul Dini, he said, if I'm going to write this, I want to have those two in these roles. And they brought back, but that's the thing, though, too, is they also brought a ton of the other cast back, too, with them. They brought, and and it's just amazing, like uh, Arlen Sorkin. um, It's just amazing that they have all, all these people. And I'm trying to remember the lady that does um harley quinn and she's just iconic about it she does like she's a very famous uh voice actor if i remember tara strong tara strong yes good call yeah i remember she's like super short and she's got blonde hair and she kind of reminds me a little bit of harley quinn yeah um and she does she does um i think she does poison ivy's voice too i believe she she does a lot of work tara strong is 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 she's prolific of the voice actors oh absolutely yeah and she actually was just in um, Loki. what's that she was just in loki that's she's, right uh, she's the, that's what i was gonna say I, I couldn't remember she was just in something i couldn't remember what it was but yeah and i totally did not know that was her that's how good she is guys so she can yeah. go from this really high-pitched voice to like having kind of like a sultry kind of smoky uh, uh, smoky kind of voice yeah. i was like that's that's just pitch perfect so but, I mean, um, yeah she she works she works all the time but yeah i think she's mostly known like i think like on her Hall of Fame, it would be her as Harley Quinn and her as, as Barbara Gordon. Yeah, are like that's the two that are just they're so diametrically opposed, but they both work. And it's it's amazing to hear her her intonations and her inflections change. And I know that the way that Bruce Tim has treated Batgirl over the years has been very strange. And I know that like the stuff in the killing joke that, that he made is controversial, but Tara Strong does sell it as hard as she can. And I think that there's a lot to be said for yeah, her. Yeah. That was a really hard movie to watch too. Uh that the yeah. one put it that way. That point in the movie, because 
That's you the go, part what? Where they, mm, mm. <laughs> Rape is not a fun subject. <laughs> Indeed, no. <laughs> I so think she's go, supposed to be in college age, you know. It's, mm, wow, that's a that's a very young college aged girl. So I'll put it that way, wow, it just kind of creeps me out. But anyways, moving on from the very sensitive topic, the comfort, I don't I don't want to touch that one. Anyways, so um, so obviously you have an all star cast on here, but at the same time you guys have an all star. Um, well, you, it's not an all star. You kind of have an, a little bit of an untested group of guys, um, Rock City uh, Studio. They've done a lot of other little things, uh, like ports and stuff. From what I remember, uh, from uh, PlayStation, Xbox, like moving uh, from one system to the other. This is really kind of the first big game that they really make, right? Yeah. Um, and they got the. Uh, they're actually a forty-person team, which actually ended up expanding to uh, sixty people at uh, over the course of this game, because I think they kind of underestimated the at the amount of people that they were going to need to make this. And they did an excellent job on it. Um, but talking about a little bit how they decided to design this game. So let's talk about the design of this game. Um, you've already kind of talked about, you know, how it was very gothic. It is very uh, old school, like uh, New England-ish. That's kind of mm-hmm. where Batman is always kind of set up over up on the East Coast. So they really pull heavy from, like you said, Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum uh, mm-hmm. and Frank Miller and Neil Adams. Um, yeah. Especially, so, it's like Neil Adams, I think, is a lot of the look of the yes. character. Yeah, uh, like the, but, big, the big muscles and the, like, wow, you shouldn't have traps that are that big. Do you have a 12-pack? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, have an, I have an ab by my, by my chest. Yeah, yes. I, have a, I have a secret ab. In case I need to crunch around my my chest, it's like, ugh. like anyways, yeah. That's, that was a whole other era of comic books. Either yeah, too yeah. many mu- too many muscles or too many uh, pockets or pouches. Oh yeah, yes the the Rob the Rob Liefeld syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> oh my and god. So what's so what I think is really great about the the characters? It's those three influences that that you mentioned. Like we have the we have some of the bulk of the <laughs> Frank Miller, but we also have the noir trappings of Frank Miller. We have the long cape and cowl of Neil Adams, plus the yep. sort of elongated Batman. Like Batman's really tall, yes. and Neil Adams like draws him like that. But then with Grant Morrison and Dave McKean's um, Arkham Asylum, a serious house and a serious earth, we are getting the insane, um, out of proportion things, the surrealism, yeah. the uh, the dangerous insanity of the people around, and like you're saying, all those things are smushed together into this one cake in a way that just us saying this makes so much sense. It doesn't feel new. But at that time, it was new. But it just makes so much sense. It feels like an old idea, you know? Well, because like you said, at this point, everyone had kind of been doing their own thing. They'd either been making their own iteration of the character. So like you said, in like Batman Forever, where it was just a marketing ploy. Or you get it in like uh, Batman and Robin, things like that. Or even just the the, Batman 1989, where Tim Burton just did his own thing with, with Batman and Joker. And it was kind of like a kind of a weird smush between gothic and campy but in this they take all these really like already heavily entrenched pre-existing ideas of batman and they just really bring them on they're like oh yeah like you said we really like what frank miller did here we like what neil adams did here we like we like what grant morrison did here and we're just kind of like slowly section them together and it is like you said it just lines up perfectly 
And that's what I was really excited about whenever you uh, wait beforehand, we were talking a little bit about uh, uh, serious house of serious earth. If you guys have a chance, go out, pick it up. Yeah, it's, 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 from Grant Morrison's heyday during the late '80s, whenever he did things like uh, Doom Patrol yep. and um, Animal Man, uh, right? Animal, Animal Man and, and Green Lantern. Yeah. Oh my God! So talking about some amazingly like I love Grant Morrison to death because he he chooses characters that he he's kind of like Neil Ad or Neil Gaiman a bit. He picks these random characters that you don't really know a lot about, and he really expounds on their uh, universe and their backstory a little bit. And he really does that with Batman. He's like, I want to shoot. It's and that's the thing about this. This com the comic book you're talking about, it's not really about Batman, is it? No. You know, it's yeah. it's about his Rose Gallery, and it's really one of the first ones that chooses to talk about Batman's Rose ga Rose Gallery. Which, in a way, that's kind of what this game is about. It's about his Rose Gallery. It's it's a and it's but at the same time, it is it is about Batman trying to survive his rose gallery all at once. And I don't think you've ever really had this in a sense. I don't, I don't think you even think they touched on it in the animated series either. It's, it's a very smart move. And it, again, it feels so obvious because it's like the best ideas, the most original ideas are the really obvious ones. Right. But oh, yeah. he said, okay, the best thing about Batman is actually not Batman. The best thing about Batman is his villains. There's no character uh, that's a hero for any major comics house anywhere that has the rogues gallery that Batman does that is so rich and varied and twisted yeah. and disturbed, but also like very deep and it can, it, it can be melded and pushed any way you want it to be. And he was smart and he said, okay, let's focus on the rogues. Like we've had 50 to 80 years of Batman and his sorry tale being told and his inability to commit and like being emotionless and like being scarred yeah. from his parents. Oh, my parents died. Oh, I'm going to be a Batman now. Oh God. Am I the cause of these super villains or am I just causing, or am I I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to ignore that. I'm just going to, I'm going to put that away and I'm just going to keep punching. What, what's that line in, in the Lego movie? Like all darkness, no parents, pretty rich. So it kind of makes it yes. The fact that you can bring that into this. So it was great. I actually just watched that movie again with my little nephews uh nine or sorry eight and five and oh, they perfect. were like dude they had a blast with that and i'm just sitting there like quoting and they're like what's wrong with uncle david he's weird <laughs> <I'm just laughs> like, it's like it's it's okay you guys will get it like way older i'm like come over <laughs> come over to the house uncle david will scar you i'll give you um the dark knight or the year one and oh, all that yeah. stuff and then mom can hate your mom can hate me <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna show you batman throwing a batarang into joker's eye all right yes <laughs> and you'll see it <laughs> uh, if I really want to screw you up, I'll like I'll give you uh, the the Dark Knight Returns, or was it the Dark Knight Last Crusade by Frank Miller? Yes, that is mm, yeah, mm -mm, mm -mm. yeah. That's, that's a little. That's pretty funny, and, and it's it's definitely got a little bit of a uh, some neo Nazi stuff going on. Oh, lots! No, there's Nazis everywhere, man. Nazis everywhere. <laughs> Frank Miller. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, you are a genius, and other times I say, hey, Frank, like. Are you okay? Like you're pretty old. Like, do you want to calm down a little bit? <laughs> do you do you want to go like just go off, smoke a little ganja, just chill out, and just, just chill like for a second? It yeah, seems no, like I'm you're like, drinking really hard. <laughs> yeah, like like yeah, let's 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 dial back on the bourbon there and our mm -hmm. old uh, old Miller. But yeah, but like I said, like you said, it's they take all these really amazing little lines, and even though they satire it, and you know they they they're these well worn tracks that they get satirized. Uh, in, in like the Lego movie, Batman, Lego Batman movie, so much so 
that people, they get these jokes, right? And they, mm-hmm. they get, they understand why, you know, it's funny because Batman is, like you said, he gets so dark and gritty, but then they go in and they really just knock it out of the ballpark. They, they get, they hit that perfect line between like, they even do a couple little few like funny jokes in the, in the game, right? You know, it's just yeah. like it, they, and they do all these little homages for you're like, Oh, okay. This is, this is great. You know, like, like some, the part some, some of the lines, some of the lines. Oh, sorry. I inter- interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no it's fine. It, it, it's, is like, I lost my train of thought now. Um, sorry. No, it's okay. It happens. Um, I probably would have lost my train of thought at some point. Anyways, that's why my brain works. So, um, but yeah, they, they, they hit that perfect like balance between like, campy lines like you would get from uh adam west and like hello old chum you know it's just <laughs> like and, and the new like you said uh uh that new uh uh dark knight rises and things like that whenever you get uh, that that kind of uh uh really really like serious batman like there's no laughter in my life and you like never see him smile ever <laughs> it's just yeah. like so yeah, i love that kind of thing but yeah do you have any co- you have some of the lines pulled up yeah i do i actually got one uh so the joker you know the joker likes to harass you over the PA oh, absolutely yeah. you go, tell me bats what are you really scared of failing to save this cesspool of a city not finding the commissioner in time me in a thong <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what <laughs> And honestly, yeah, I would be terrified of that. I don't want to see that. It's a very skinny man, a very, a very big thong. And it's just like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like thinking that gave me the image of a guy like, you know, these, you see those two, you know, young gals sitting on the beach and they're like tanning their own spring break. And then suddenly this creepy old man with a mustache walks up and he's wearing a Speedo. And he's just like, hey, ladies, you look like you need some uh, sunscreen on you. And I'm just like, oh, oh. <laughs> but he's just like pasty white. He's got like the like, Joker color and something. Yeah, That's kind of yeah. what I thought of with that. And I'm like, oh, oh. It's like, hey, whose grandpa is this? <laughs> Come get your grandpa, someone. He's, he's, being, he's being creepy again. Come get him. <laughs> There's there's this one too. So in the game, as you go along, you can pick up a pickup, kind of like like Bioshock did, and um, a lot yeah. of these like action adventure role playing games. You could pick up interviews, like little yeah. audio clips, um, which is a fantastic detail uh, that these games do a really good job of. Is it really like if you want to scratch that itch of like what makes these people do yeah. these things? This game wants to help you scratch that. And during one of them, a lot of times, uh, Harleen Quinzel is doing the interviews. Um, but this one, uh, the Joker, he's crazy, you know. And Harley Quinn says, who, Batman? And the Joker, no, Santa Claus. Of course, Batman! Always Batman! <laughs> it's just like cyclical. That's the only thing he gives, care, he gives a shit about. So, yeah. And that, that is what I'm talking, kind of talking about that. So let's get into a little bit of like the, the, the gameplay and some of the mechanics they put into it. So talking about the audio logs. So these are all audio logs of psychiatry sessions, right? And they yeah. really do a great job of kind of digging into the Rose Gallery backstory. And, and especially with Harley Quinn, they do the thing in in, in uh, Joker's sessions where they have Harley Quinn interviewing the Joker, which is what it's like in the animated series, which is where they brought Harley Quinn to life, right? Yeah, she and actually I, was she was originated on the show. Yeah. And they've kind of done a couple different weird things with her, but she was actually originally a psychiatrist at Arkham and she becomes infatuated with, with the Joker. And I love that they decided to take this opportunity uh, and kind of like tell that backstory a little bit 
within his things and you just kind of really see how she slowly is like oh this guy's nuts you know and then like the next tape you're like she's kind of like oh you know you know he's, he's kind of charming in his own way you know it's just like oh oh she's falling for him finally <laughs> you know it's just like this this is kind of creepy in yeah. a weird way in a weird way but i love i love that they decide to do this and the thing is they they do it in such a way that it's not boring and then it's it's always fun and interesting because they t- they even go over some of the ones that you wouldn't may- maybe know so much about like say like killer croc or poison ivy not the big one and these are still some big characters you know big rose galleries um and they do it even later on in some of the other games like they go over like mr calendar Freeze, man Cal- yeah <laughs> who who the hell is calendar calendar man i didn't know who he was until i actually played the second one i was like oh there's a calendar man that's freaking weird you know it's just yeah. like okay you know, and they, they and you really start to learn about all these characters and you learn their backstories and they you kind of start to see, oh my god, these are these are kind of actually like normal people, but they have problems, you know, like serious problems, and they kind of like whatever happened to them in their lives, a switch just kinda of like clicked and you're like, Oh, I think that's what makes it so relatable, right? Is like yeah. you think you think to yourself a little bit, you're like that this is totally believable. Like this could happen a little bit, you know, maybe not killer croc or all that stuff, but it's totally believable. But like you said, you go through with the game and you start to get all these collectibles and you, you remember what collectibles I don't have to, let's, let's tell you get the, the Riddler trophies. And as you get the Riddler trophies, you get some of that stuff. Yeah. It's the thing that brings down every game. Actually. Collectibles. every, Every Arkham game is, is the obnoxious and ever present number of Riddler trophies. Um, there are a hundred that you need to collect in each in each game. They are of varying difficult degrees to to find and collect. They usually involve a small puzzle. Um, in the, in Arkham Knight, it's incredibly frustrating because most of the puzzles are Batmobile based, which yeah, is which annoying as hell. I, I want to say I want to stay up front. Fuck those, especially yeah. because those are the ones that that kind of made me. That was the one game I never one hundred percented the. Uh, Riddler trophy challenges because they were some of them were so annoying on hard that I I just was like if I turn it down I won't get the, that trophy I have to finish it on hard and it was annoying but yeah but like you were saying they 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 have the hundred trophies and then don't they have um they have the Arkham Chronicles too in this one yes yeah so there's like diff- different pieces laid out by the founder of Arkham this is really a tip of the hat to the a series house on a series yes Earth, which is um like we're saying it's not really about Batman it's actually surprisingly a lot about Arkham and his sister when they founded the asylum and the way that sort of hauntings or insanity could be passed down through physical location which is really interesting and they really try and dig into that here and you got to find these secrets of arkham that help explain the history of the place so kind of a little tidbit random side so if you ever watch the series uh gotham at all they actually kind of pull on that a little bit with the joker their iteration of the joker in that and they make it more of a kind of a, uh, a presence that travels across the city and basically every generation kind of pops back up and they kind of like hint at it that the Joker has been around since the settlement of Gotham. And it's kind of, it kind of like touches on this a little bit, which I really loved that they did that. I, I'm not a huge fan of that series. Same. But I really like the idea that they put that in there and I'm like, oh, okay. Like this is kind of that idea that, you know, these Ill- illnesses originate because they found it in Gotham or like what Gotham was settled on where you know, like had blood, you know, baked into its soil into its into its being. And so it's kind of like karma, the universe saying like, fuck the people of Gotham a little bit, you know, like, yeah. 
you know, it's a, we're going to give, even though you're going to have this tremendous amount of wealth, we're going to have this, we're going to have a tremendous amount of pain and sorrow for you guys at the same time though too, right? Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't want to like get too crazy with it. There's so many ways you can read Batman oh, and yeah. read him as a character, read Gotham. It could be about America. It could be about American politics. It could be about America being Absolutely. It could be about conquest and, and settlement. It could be about all these things. Yeah. But what's, what's so inherent to this is like the Edgar Allan Poe background. Oh my the, God. Yeah. The, uh, what's his name? The HP Lovecraft kind of background. The, the idea that, um, like you're saying, this place is cursed and will be cursed and there's no way out of it. And you just have to live with it and struggle to fight it all the time. And that is, that's what this game and Arkham City do so well is they bring you into that, into that mindset, that fear, that dread, you know, that uh, the villains seem to feed off of this evil energy. And Batman is the one who seems fairly untouched by it, you know? He's, somehow, he's, somehow he has it. Yeah, I'm just gonna punch you in the head. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna punch you. That's gonna make it better. Like, punching makes things better. And it's just like, okay, you don't have problems. Uh, exactly. <laughs> which actually, fun thing that you said, Edgar Allan Poe. I know this is a random tangent too. Um, if you guys like Edgar Allan Poe and Batman, they actually made a Batman comic Paul called Nevermore, which I actually picked it up a while ago. It's really good. It's him said in like the 1800s, and he actually like goes on a detective uh, thing with Edgar Allan Poe. So, anyways, nice. random random thing that of course you have to have Batman and Edgar Allan Poe in the same yeah. comic book. I don't know why. I don't even know who wrote it. I have to pick it up. I haven't read it in years. But I mean, like, like if Batman is is a is a a concept that's like caught so many people, you know, caught their brains on fire. Yeah. And so we got like the Gotham by Gaslight, him like fighting oh Jack God, the Ripper. Yeah. We have all the the crazy DC animated movies of like Batman Ninja. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Batman Incorporated, so it's worldwide Batman. We got like Batman in Brazil. You have <laughs> Batman Lego Batman. It's just yes. like it's just, it's everywhere. Bat I love that. Batman fights Voldemort. Like <laughs> why not? Why not? That's that's why I love this 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 character because you can pretty much do anything you want with them because. He is, has such a huge fan base at the very minimum. You know, you might sell, you know, you might, might, you know, kick out your comic book, might fizzle out, die a little bit. And then 20 years down the line, somebody be like, oh, that was a really good comic book, actually. Let's make a video game out of it. Kind of yeah. like they did with this, you know, because I don't, you know, I don't, I think Grant Miller's comic books sold a ton, or Grant Morrison's um, comic books sold a ton. It was, I don't it was think, popular. I don't think it sold a lot because it's, it's very hard to read first yes. of all it's very it's more like an exercise in um an exercise in the form than it is a straight up comic book yeah the the dialogue is strange the the artwork is is surreal and very upsetting in a lot yeah. of places um it's truly a haunted work mm -hmm. and but i think what it did in like in the 80s and 90s and the comic book revolution is that it changed things forever oh and absolutely told people that you could do it this way and it laid the groundwork now for how we perceive Batman. I mean, the Batman with Robert Pattinson is going to be like this knockdown, drag him out, the raid style Batman. That Which, you couldn't get that without this. I'm super excited to kind of see. Well, I'm, I'm hesitant, but I'm super excited to think of because I will, I will definitely go to the theater to see any kind of Batman movie, even if it's going to be absolutely horrible. Just at yeah. least say, hey, I tried it out. We'll see how it is. You know, that's kind of why I was with the Aquaman. I was, I was a little let down. But anyways, besides getting into the other characters, but. But yeah, talking about, like I said, you know, people's iterations of Batman, Arkham Asylum doesn't, does like you said, it does an amazing job of it. And I think the only downside that I saw, like, you know, it was maybe kind of the story. Okay. I liked, I liked the journey through the story, 
but the ending was what kind of got me. I know you had a little bit of problem with the collectathon kind of stuff, which yeah. it takes it's get it gets taken to an excess with things like the um, the uh, uh, why am I have the Assassin's Creeds and oh, yeah. some, some of those a little bit. It gets taken to an excess because I remember it's, I, it's like it's like there's no game except for collecting things. Yeah. You know, at a certain point, yeah, it's and, it's one it's one thing if it's like Batman where you do have a, a little bit of a collectathon, but the story is is good enough that I'm like, okay, I can deal with this. With our, with Assassin's Creed, there's no real point to it. It's literally just like, go to this place, you know, synchronize here. Yeah, this is great. What'd you find? You found a, go- a goat's eyeball. This is great. Oh, I'm like, what's the yeah. point of this? You know, it's go like- chase, chase down 1,000 feathers. In response, <laughs> we'll short- show you a short cutscene and you will get a trophy. <laughs> you're like, like no <laughs> 20 hours later what did i do with my life <laughs> i chased like, around pixels this is so stupid it was like i i would prefer to have a a well thought out kind of uh, narrative within that but yeah like you said it's the the fact that these collectibles have such an amazing like you know story and little, little backstories attached to it it helps out quite a bit and it kind of helps progress you through the story a little bit because as you go through and open up different, you know, areas within the hub world, which obviously I know we've been gushing about the Arkham uh, cockroach so much. They really kind of start to expand the area that you go into, right? So at first you come into the main area, the the entrance, the intake area of uh, the Arkham Asylum, and then eventually you get into like the middle ground where like it's uh, uh, more of like a plant garden area, and then you go into the cathedral, the basement, the... Um, I'm trying to think of, there's there's a couple of other places too, the medical ward, all these other places that you have, you can go in and explore, and they really flesh out the island, right? And they really kind of say, say hey, you know, Arkham Asylum, it's more of, it's not just, you know, a medical facility, it's this old New England-y, like, manor i guess you would almost call it built with a hospital built on top of it and you start to really figure that out as you go through the through the uh go through the storyline you find these collectibles and you learn about our you know uh, arkham asylum the spirit of arkham you find out that hey you know they just built up on him on on the manor and some of the horrible things that he did (laughs) as he tried to like make himself better uh, are more important within the community and I really like that they, they kind of flesh that out, you know, within the game, too, because some games, there's areas where you don't even have to go to, right? Yeah. Unless you want to get the collectibles. This this game, they force you to go in there, but like, hey, just FYI, there's a whole network of tunnels down here, yeah. <laughs> by the way. And you're just like, well, this is kind of creepy. You know, like, why, why, why is this down here? And you start to think, you're like, oh, hey, what's going on down here? And you find all these little things. But yeah, so what did, what did you think about the... Uh, uh, the kind of the layout of the whole island. Did you what was what did you like about it and what did you, what didn't you like about it? I like the layout of the island. I like the I like that there's different zones and they they feel different from each other. Uh, something that is a little frustrating now looking back on it, you know, more than twelve or thirteen years later, is yeah. that I think it was pretty revolutionary in its design. Like it is an open world, but it's very small. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a lot like Bioshock in that way. And I think it suffers from the same issue that Bioshock also suffers from is that it can be very confusing to remember where it is you need to go. Mm-hmm. And the map is very poor. Yes. And it's it's really hard to like, okay, I remember there's a room that looks like this. And there's a lot of like running around and going like opening doors. Like, Was it in here? Like, yeah. where is it? And, or like, and the prompts are really frustrating. Like Zaz <laughs> is wondering, like wondering how to call you. And you're like, 
what? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this like, prompt? Why, why do I want to talk to a megalomaniac? It's like, yeah. I want to cut, like, cut himself. himself. <laughs> like, this is not what I really want to do on my Tuesday night. <laughs> right. But the layout is really good because it, it it's very distinctive of its time. Like, if you play, uh, I, I recently have been playing the remastered version of Assassin's Creed 3, and it came out right around this time. But even there, you see the improvements very quickly. They're going like, okay, so you just need to make everything very distinctive and bigger so that you remember how to get there better. And mm-hmm. there are just certain rooms inside of the asylum that can be difficult to find your way back to. And you always have to watch like the cutscene animation of him opening the door and walking through it. So glad yeah. we got past that. Uh, I like being able to just push through doors. Yeah. In real time. So, so, so that's a fun thing I read about. I was, I was read, uh, watching about. So the reason they did that is they wanted to make it fluid. Um, yeah. So back in this, like talking about Bioshock and going from era to era, you always had that load scene. Yes. With this, they, they use the Unreal Engine 3 which allowed you to kind of render more quickly and they wanted to kind of keep it seamless make you feel like hey there are no load screens here you yeah. know it's all it's all flow you know it's flow it flows seamlessly and you move from one area to another but it, it did get repetitive like you said kind of pushing through the door and things like that and it i get why they did that because they wanted to make it look a little more polished and it did yeah. it did work for the time but now like looking back like you said it's kind of rough. It's a little rough, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just very used now to running through doors and then having the door push open and me continue to control my character. Yeah. I am not like, especially going back to Assassin's Creed three and this one at the same time, I am not used to there having to be a, a wait period when I open a door. And I understand that it, they're trying to make it fluid by giving you this little animatic to watch while they render the area in front of you. Like it's very smart. That's why they have like the elevators and stuff. Right. Yeah. They can just render it for you. <laughs> but now that we all know that, now I'm just sitting there going, it's loading. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, eh. So I don't want to knock a game for being old because it's old. I, I'm just saying, like, now, even now that I've had all these years with it, I'm noticing those seams more. Yeah. But it's still a really good experience. Like, the combat. Can we talk about the combat? Oh, my God. So that is one of the biggest things. So it actually has, I guess you would call it, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the gameplay of Batman. So there's three distinct parts of batman so first one is obviously the combat like you were saying right you have this amazing like fluid like movement system that whenever you have um when you're fighting bad guy normal bad guys we'll just say normal thugs not like the big baddies uh, or uh you normally will have to either attack somebody um or counterattack them but that's just the very basic thing. And the whole thing is you want to try and keep going as long as you can. Right. You know, and they have the, you know, and as you grow, you, you, you go along the, the storyline, you progress, you get XP, things like that. You get these new little moves and you can increase your combos. And eventually you want to try and uh, beat these challenges, which they actually have some later on uh, of the combat challenges. And some of them are actually pretty hard. Like you have to do certain things and you're not allowed to do other things as well. Like you can't, can't do uh, capes uh, cow swipes where it like stuns the guy and you can't flip over people or you have to continuously have a certain amount of combos yeah did you ever do any of those oh i spend actually going back to arkham asylum and the other two as well i've spent most of my time playing the the challenges actually the mm-hmm. the fighting challenges specifically because the movement is so beautiful to watch and it's so satisfying 
like getting the differentials down and, and, and getting that combo meter. Like you're hitting 50, you're hitting 60. We're getting 70, baby. You're just like, then, I am God tier now. <laughs> exactly. And then you see the leaderboards. Like, honestly, dude, I, I was playing some of Arkham Knight last night because yeah. the, the, com- the, the combo fighting in Arkham Asylum is very good. It's very yes. basic. It's very good. You, the speed that people move at, varies a little bit too much for it to be perfect sometimes (laughs) they'll be super slow and other times they will just hit you and sometimes the 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 turning is janky Uh but then arkham city they have that refined and i honestly think the combat in arkham knight is peerless the combat challenges in arkham knight is so beautiful to play but i'm looking at these leaderboards and i'm seeing people with like third 300 million points (laughs) and i'm going I was proud because I got 6,000 that round. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're looking at you're just like, you look at me, me buff boy, me do great. And then all of a sudden you're just like, I'm a puny winkling. You feel like the guy that, uh, what is the, uh, Charles Alice? Are you a guy that gets sand kicked in your face? It's like, this is me. I'm the man that gets, gets sand kicked in my face. <laughs> I, I am. I am. I thought I was doing so good. But then apparently the number one world leader is just scoring millions of points. And I do not understand how that could be possible. But it is. And I'm now going to watch YouTube videos to watch this million point streak because I don't understand it. But the the way that you can like do the quick fire gadgets is amazing. The the yeah. stunning, the counter attacks, like I'd never seen a game that did. There had never been a game that did no. combat like this. Not even the original Assassin's Creed because I think the original Assassin's Creed came out. I think a like couple 2007, years 2007, 2008. Yeah, two, yeah. a couple years, either the year before, or a couple years before this, and it didn't have this level of uh, sophistication to its combat. Right? No, it was very much like. If you're going to kill somebody, run and hide. Kill them, run and hide. Kill them, run and hide. This, it was like, hey, you want to go kill somebody? Go out and get in the thick of things if you feel like you can do it. Just go crazy you with it. your bad self. You do like, it. Get in there. <laughs> That's right. This is like, oh, okay. But at the same time, if you wanted to be like predatory, you could go into that predator mode, which is what these other some comes, these other challenges are called, and it was all stealthy, right? And they actually had that nice mix between, it wasn't just, we're going to walk in and Batman's going to, all right, guys, I'm going to kick your butts. Let's go. And this is like, he just like takes you out. It was, he also did a thing like, you know, oh my God, these guys have guns. It was realistic. Like, Hey, I can only take so many shots yep. and I'll die. And it was, it was realistic enough. And so he goes into this predator mode where he's like super stealthy and he goes and he swings from, you know, thing to thing. Gargoyle to gargoyle. Gargoyle to gargoyle. Right. Yeah. And he takes him out, you know, and he has little traps he can lay and things like that. And it's, and it's phenomenal. Right. It's really fun. It's really fun to like, like use your imagination and come up with like a super sick trap, you know, like get the explosive gel and then you like go up and then you throw batarangs to get people to notice. And then they all go over there and you blow it up and they like fall through the roof of something Uh, or like you blew up glass above them and it fell and knocked them all out. Like that stuff was so satisfying. And it just took some of that, that planning, um, the sneaking going under the grates and things. Um, Really fun system. I always liked hopping up out of the crates and just pulling them down with me. And then they're yeah. like, what was that? <laughs> and they like, they call, come on over and you're like, I'm going to sneak four feet this way and you'll never be able to find me. And I'm <laughs> like, really? Like, you're, you guys are super unobservant. I'm just going to point that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, almost, they almost went like too hard in Arkham Knight. And yeah. we're, we're like, you grab one guy from the grate and all of a sudden they're just pulling up all the grates and throwing grenades in. You're like, no, yes. guys, this is not how you do it. All right. Like, be dumb thugs. Be dumb. It's okay. Can you not be this? This is all yes. They're like, what was the, what's the thing? Linda, listen. 
<laughs> Linda, listen. <laughs> Linda, 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 listen, Linda. Listen to me now. Listen to me now. <laughs> I love that child. I was just like, oh my god. But yeah, they they get and they and they even get at the the final thing where they they're like, hey, maybe you know you're done with uh, being stealthy, or maybe and you're also done with like being a buff boy and going in and beating the bad guys up. Maybe you want to be a little bit more detective-y, right? Maybe you want to go and be exploration, you know, go into more of the exploration stuff. You can go into, they have this detective mode, right? Mm-hmm. Where you, and this is a staple after they come up with it. This is a, oh, yeah. this is a staple for the Batman games and it's great. And it makes him basically says, Hey, you know what? Batman is also a detective. He's got to figure out crimes. He's got to figure out, you know, find clues. And then of course, you know, he's just like, I found a clue, a clue. And then you start singing, we just figured out blues. <laughs> Batman's no, uh, clues. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I, that's what happens when you have kids. You're just like, your kids have, or like, I'm like, why are we watching blues clues anyways? But well, no, no, start- no, he, he holds it up. He's like, he's like, look, we got in the mail. It's a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's awful. It's like, I wonder who it belongs to. <laughs> And then he's just like, and Alfred's just like, Buster Bruce has gone insane. <laughs> he's just like, oh, okay. Scanning um, the thumb for fingerprints. That's <laughs> Isolating right. patterns. Belongs <laughs> to like, one Arkham. Robin pops up and he's just like, sing the song, Robin. Sing the song. <laughs> Robin's like, we just figured out Batman's clues. We just figured out Batman. This is like, yeah. It's just like totally downhill from there. This is like worst parent ever. It's brilliant. Um, Either worst or best. I don't know. You choose. So, um, <laughs> so but, like, talking about like how that how this has changed everything too. Yeah. It, there, there's now a detective mode, quote unquote, or alternate mode, quote yeah. unquote, for everything. Like Assassin's Creed has it. Um, there's even like talking about again Warner Brothers Interactive when they did the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War, two games that came out. Yeah, it's literally just Batman and Assassin's Creed smooshed together yeah. in a really clunky way with this nemesis system. Yeah. But playing them, and especially when you're in the combat, I'm like, yeah, it's just, you have to juggle people, you have to, to watch out for who's attacking you to counter them, you have to jump over bigger thugs, you have to stun these guys. Like, it, it becomes old hat after this, and so many people do it. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of be- gets run into the ground a little bit, honestly. It, it's kind of boring. Yeah. yeah. But Arkham, these games, they it's still the most exciting iteration of them and it's also the most exciting kind of predator mode because even even there i don't think anyone's been able to do that that is still so cool the traps you can lay and the way you sneak up on people and swoop down on i always loved saving the last guy and then i loved um fly like high kicking him off of a tall structure i love that you fly down you're like and you're like bam Bam. and he like gets knocked through the wall or something like that but but yeah so through all of this, the gameplay, the the combat, the detective modes, the the storyline is, I think, really kind of pushes this through. Makes you kind of like as you go through, you 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 learn about all the things. You upgrade yourself. You learn how to you know fight the bad guys. But the storyline, like I said, you know, it kind of like it picks on this uh, the dark house on a uh, so is it was a serious house on a serious earth. Sorry, I apologize. It really kind of gets into that. What did you feel about the story? Did you feel like the story did the Batman justice? You know, did you like the ending? What did you like? Because I know we're kind of wrapping up here at the end here, but I just kind of wanted to get your ideas without spoiling too much in case anybody out there has not played this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the story here is it's serviceable. I think it works. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's one of the greatest Batman tales ever told. I don't think it could be. 
I think that it has to set up too many things because it also sets up, it's setting up the Arkham verse, quote unquote, um, where everyone has this distinct look and distinct relationships with each other. The story for me is actually a little forgettable. It's Joker trying to set off bombs and how various entities work into that. Yeah. Um, you get to run over Killer Croc with a, with a, with a <laughs> cool. but I think a lot of it actually, cause they, it, in the notes here and, and in stuff that we know about, we know that Rocksteady started coming up with the ideals for the sequel, you know, several months yeah. before the game even was released. And it, it feels like that. It feels like let's get the perfect encapsulation of the world here so that we can blow it up and go crazy with Arkham city, which they do. And I, I, I think that the story for Arkham city is a lot stronger. Absolutely. Um, but here, here it works. It, it's enough to get you through it, you know. Yeah, this is this is a good foundation, like you said, a good starting point, and a, that allows you to move into Arkham City and allows you to go, "Holy shit, this is an amazing! You know, this is an amazing sequel to a, a, a very, very good game already." Uh, the only downside I don't like about the game, and I'm sure, and tons of people, you know, they they really harp on this in a lot of videos, and I totally agree with them. It's the, the ending, you know, where yeah. you have to fight Joker and we're going to do a spoilers here in three, two, one. The fact that he puts the Titan Venom in himself to become this monstrous thing is so uncharacteristic of him, I think. Yeah. And it kind of like threw me off. And I remember I played this about a year ago because I got it. I think it was on it was like Super Sale. He's at the remastered edition for yeah. the PC. And I was like, oh, I haven't played this in a while. I'm going to I'm going to get it and play it. And that just, and I remember I got to the end and I was like, man, I was like, I forgot how jarring this is. And like, yeah. I remember it wasn't that bad, as bad whenever I first played it in 2009. I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of goofy, funny, whatever. But in this, when I got, as I'm older, I'm like, man, this, is, this doesn't seem like him. This seems like he would have been like, if in my opinion, if he would have been like, hey, here's Bane or here's another bad guy. Let me do this to one of somebody else. Yeah, he seems like the kind of guy that would do this to somebody else, or like maybe he did it would do it to Harley Quinn or somebody, you know, yeah. somebody else that's a lackey. But I would never see him doing this to himself, where you have to fight him at the end. So he he because he's and that's what Arkham City does get get more right. I think yeah. is, is the 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 way that the Joker could seem pathetic from the outside, but his strength has never been in the fact that he's that he's physically gifted or strong. No. Um, I, I actually find it annoying that you get to fight as Joker in the challenge modes because I'm like, I'm like, no, yeah. he doesn't, he's not, that's not him. Like he doesn't give a shit if he gets the, the crap beaten out. He doesn't care about that. Physical pain means nothing to him. Yeah, and, wow. and he's not really interested in doing it to other people. Like he loves hurting people, but he's more of a numbers guy. Like, can we hurt a lot of people? <laughs> you know, or, or even like how much can I specifically hurt Batman? You know, it's yeah. just like, it's either a lot of people and it's like, Oh, if I could hurt all, like I could hurt all these people. It's actually hurting Batman. You know, that's his real focus. And it's kind of like a really bad, like abusive relationship, right? It is. That's, that's exactly what it is. And it's just, it's what it comes down to. So, and, but, and so the, so the ending is like, I, I guess in terms of that, I think you're right. Uncharacteristic of Joker, uh, and I would have honestly preferred if I would have just been able to just beat regular Joker down. Because the thing about yeah. it is that it's never satisfying to beat the Joker because the Joker no. doesn't care. No, he doesn't hit him all you want. Like the only thing that you need to do is you either need to kill him or you need to lock him away forever, away from everybody. There's no satisfaction in victory against a crazy person. No, there's another no, there is, and I can I can attest that it's just even even if you. Like I said, even if you you do end up, you know, getting what he, even if you you do end up getting what you want with the Joker, it's just like 
he he will always be there in the back of your mind. If you let him live, there's always a chance he's going to get out. You know, so it's just like that's the age old question. It's like Batman. That's why Batman is always like, I will never kill you. That's why you'll always have the Joker there until yeah. even. And even after he dies, you get this thing in Batman Beyond where somebody takes over the the, the mantle yep. of Joker. So yep. talk about an, another decent, a very good Bruce Tim. Not my favorite Batman iteration, but anyways. Um, yeah, I, I, I got want, the I got the DVD box set back back here behind me somewhere. Yeah, it's 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 very good. I enjoy it, but it's definitely not my favorite. So oh but no, it, and, and also the way it opens, you know, honor, power. <laughs> but I love I love that they put all all Bruce Wayne in there and with uh, with uh, Ace. I love it. So Ace is one of my favorite Batman characters. I really wish they would give him just like a little cow. There it is. Nice. Yep. yep there it all is. Yeah. But it, it sure is pretty. <laughs> it, is, it sure is pretty. <laughs> but yeah. So wrapping up with this, we have, we obviously we gush at the, about this, you know, for you know about an hour now. So whenever uh, this game was released in 2009, um, came out for the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 in uh, North America, um, and it eventually was released onto PC later that year. Um, but the reception for it was highly, highly praised. Um, you get, you know, I don't think it really got below a 9 or an 8. I think the, the lowest score I've seen is maybe like an 8.5 um, or an 85 or out of 100, roughly for most uh most uh, uh, review sites, um, and you know, pulling from Greg IGN's Greg or Greg Miller. Now he's kind of funny. Um, yeah, he um, he actually quoted. He's been quoted saying, "This is the greatest comic book game of all time." Yeah, uh, and I I I kind of agree with at the time that was it. It, it was absolutely. Yeah. And the only thing better than it is its sequel. I think. Yeah, and, and hopefully the only thing better than that will be uh, Arkham Arkham Knights, which will hopefully be coming out sometime. <laughs> okay, okay. So two two questions about that. I know we okay. are wrapping up, but two questions. Yeah. Okay, number one. So so Gotham Knights is not a part of the Arkhamverse. No, that's upsetting. Number two, <laughs> what about the twenty twenty two Suicide Squad game that is being developed by Rocksteady? But they're both they're both being being developed. If I remember, if I remember correctly, I think they're both being developed by Roxy. Let me look real quick. Um, uh, I know I am super excited about uh, the uh, if I could spell, that'd be great. Uh, no, the Suicide Squad game. I'm really really excited about. Um, yeah, so they're they're both being developed by Rock City actually. Oh wow, two games, one yeah, after so the well, other. Well, if you think about it, so their studio is probably triple in size at yeah. this point. Um, I'm thinking it is. Uh, how many people work for you? 245 people work at Rock City. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a that's a big studio. So the fact that they have both these games going, I, I am super looking forward. So um, I think this is going to be Arkham Knights is going to be uh, Arkham Asylum universe, like adjacent. Yeah. So I, but they're, it's basically, it's kind of like them trying to find Batman. It's kind of like um, not death in the family. It's where the one kind of like whenever Batman gets sucked into time and the time and he has to, come yeah, back yeah. That, which, is also, which is also Grant Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Bat- Batman, like, Batman RIP. Yeah. Yeah. RIP. That's what it was. Yeah. It's like Batman's dead. I'm like, no, Batman's not dead. Why would you do that to he, me? He's just on an existential quest. Just give him some time. Yeah. He'll he's find gonna his way a, back. He's going to be a cowboy and a pirate and a caveman. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is the hell is going on here? Right. Um, but I'm really excited to see that. Cause I kind of want to see, 
how they, you know, let you play as these other characters. Like, you know, you got Tim, you know, Tim Drake, Robin, you have Red, oh, I'm sorry, Red Robin, you have Red Hood, um, you have uh, Damien as Robin, you have Barbara Gordon, right. uh, Bat, Batgirl. <clears throat> and Red Hood, yeah. And Red Hood, yeah. So you have all these characters that are going to have different play styles, but at the same time, you get to play with friends. I was like, you've never been able to do this before in a Batman game. So are, are, are we of- playing? We're playing, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've already I've already talked uh, my buddy James into it, but if we can have, you can have up to four people playing with you at once. I was like, this is great. It's I like, think see, I think Mike is probably going to be down. That's I will I would totally be down to do that. So. <laughs> But yeah, and on top of that, you like you said, you have the Suicide Squad game coming out by Rock City as well. And I don't think it's more of like a, a Suicide Squad has to try to kill Superman, but I don't think it's actually Superman. I think it's Ultraman. I think it's who it, it could is. Be. Well, it's, it's called Suicide <clears throat> Squad colon Kill the Justice League. Well, I, th- I think it's I think they're going to make it more of like the, it's going to be the the crime syndicate from Earth. Yeah. I think it's is it eight. Or Earth three, I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, it's. I think they're they're probably going to come into the universe and they're going to have to try and kill them because right. let's be honest, they're not going to be able to kill the actual Justice League. You know, <laughs> let's be fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the very minimum, if 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 all else fails, Batman will just have the the Watchtower fall from space on them and be like, yeah, deal with this. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Just, just go, deal with deal with that. So, but I'm super excited to see about how are you? Are you are you looking forward to either? Uh, you said you. I know you said you were looking forward to Arkham Knights. Are you looking forward to Suicide Squad? Yeah, actually, probably probably a little bit more than the Gotham Knights um, because I, I would like to play with friends. That sounds like fun, but multiplayer is not really where my head's at. I, I love a cohesive single player experience, and this Suicide Squad just seems like everything that's that's up my alley and i also i want to return to the arkhamverse i don't think there's enough here there's a i've been circling it online there's a beautiful 150 dollar like like 1000 page book collecting all the arkhamverse materials and i really want it but it's so expensive <laughs> you're like sweetheart can i sell my kidney yeah. <laughs> well she saw it and she said that's pretty cool how much is it i said 150 she goes well that's not the most expensive one you've bought <laughs> is that a is that a telltale sign of like our wives know we have habits it's kind of like my wife she'll look at me and she'll like you know she'll like hey i got a big you got a big box of comics in recently like you haven't bought anything for like the last year she goes how much did you spend and i'm like oh like 250 dollars and she's just like okay that was cheaper than last time <laughs> exactly thank you for looking on the bright side i was just like she's like so what aren't you buying this month instead of why did you get this and i was like I wasn't planning on not buying what I was planning on buying. <laughs> she's like, I was okay. looking at, at this as like extra. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I did a little extra work on the saw in the corner. You know, Bill gave me a tip for a job well done. You know, he he said my hands were extra smooth to this week. So oh. I know. <laughs> it's just like okay, you know. And she's just like she just rolls her eyes every time I make jokes like that. But anyways, it's I, I'm super looking forward to trying to. Um, play these games and hopefully actually i was i'm i'm i was kind of after you you show me that i was looking up a little bit uh the uh serious house on serious earth i kind of want to get it now i just want to trying to see if they have a collector's edition a little bit i'm sure they, they do, do at some they point. do there's a there's i think there's an absolute edition and it because it's very short it's only like 200 pages yeah, it's not yeah the bad, collectors yeah. it's like 35 bucks um on amazon and i would i would recommend getting it, it looks like it has some some nice extras and it's awesome. a good edition yeah that'd be that'd be great so um, wrapping it up. So like, let me ask you this. Uh, if your kids get interested, I mean, obviously you've already kind of traumatized your child by letting them see the back of Batman already. <laughs> um, 
what if she asks like daddy can i play this are you are you gonna let him let him play this yeah yeah i i have a i have a full plan on on how to introduce <laughs> batman you have, a, you have a roadmap this is i good. do i do because i've been working on this for a long time i need to pass this on to somebody all this useless knowledge that i have about this fictional oh, yeah. character mythical character and i have this way that i want to do it and the games are very important to that it's very it's very experiential you know <laughs> and across all mediums batman exists and can be enjoyed and and i think you should be and it all shows something different about this character that i'm, I'm frankly obsessed with and Arkham Asylum is one of the best ways to do that. So I can't wait until she is a little bit older and you know, uh, maybe she gets into some games. I'm not really sure what her interests are going to be. But if she does, you know, this is going to be, you know, a recommend from dad. Try it out. You might like it. The combat, at least, as I don't think will ever be matched. Awesome. And that's fun. I love that. It's, I'm, I'm kind of the same mind, too. I've already kind of started to uh, slowly integrate my son into the batman verse actually he'll come downstairs and i and you can see i got the statues and stuff like that i had a uh, smaller one like he's a little funko of batman kind of like yours a little bit it's um it's it, he he grabbed it and he actually it's upstairs in his new room we just moved him over to a, a big boy bed and we're trying to get him to fall asleep and he puts it on his little uh dresser now before he goes to bed and so i'm nice. like this is great i i I'm okay it's with happening. this. You can take it. Take it away. I was like, this all this crap is gonna be yours one day when I become dust. So enjoy it while you can. So and so I'm 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 super looking forward to trying and letting him uh, at least try it and play, because you know, who knows? Maybe he ends up becoming this this sports fanatic that I have nothing in common with, which I seriously doubt. Maybe maybe he gets into rugby. We'll be able to talk about something. Rugby and hockey, <laughs> the only two things I like, so <laughs> are sports related. So nice. I'm like, yes, throw that ball into the hoop. What a home run that was! <laughs> so, um, yeah, my, yeah, no, no, you got to give him the scrum, man. Get him in the scrum. Oh yes, I love that. Um, but yeah, so wrapping it up, let's let's hear about where they can, uh, where can they find you, Vito? Where can they find you guys online? Because I know if they've enjoyed listening to us talk wax philosophical, and they want to hear your, your dulcet tones elsewhere uh, for many more hours. Where can they find you at? Uh, you can find our spot, our, our podcast, anywhere you can find podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Apple, Google, literally anywhere. It's Not Your Father's Movies. You, we are on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Not Your Father's Movies, at Twitter at NYF Movies. And our website is www.nyfmovies.com. You can also email us at notyourfathersmovies at gmail.com. We put out a weekly show. We're very active on socials. We love getting emails, love talking to people. And uh, we kind of just wish people would like talk back more. We know that people are listening because of our download numbers, but people don't really seem like they want to talk. So like hit us up. If, if you like this conversation about Batman, want to talk about Batman more, hit us up anywhere out there, man. Leave us a message and uh, let's talk. If you want to be email pen pals, send them emails, guys. I know, all I know is uh, I don't know who was running your Instagram a few weeks uh, a few weeks back when you guys were doing the pirate episode. It was Mike. It was Mike. That explains a lot, actually. <laughs> it was very off the wall. It's like, did you know that about Edward Teach? And I'm just like, who? I'm like, is this Jesse? I'm like, who is this? This is not like me. I'm like, who the hell's doing this? No, it's just uh, Mike. Mike really like he he he's a man of culture, man of varied interests, and uh, he likes to share those on our social media pages. So he's he's been doing that. Uh, he's been doing a very good job. Actually, been like you know seeing a lot of people talk back to him. And uh, yeah, so he's been running the social medias for us. So if you if you talk to us on social media and you don't know who you're talking to, it's going to be Mike at first. But if you want to talk to someone in particular, just let him know. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, if you guys are having tr problems uh, remembering all those things that he said, we're going to have a link tree in the in the, in the description below in our, in our podcast. So you can click on that and you can go straight to their stuff. Like I said, check them out, guys. They're, they're phenomenal. 
um, as well as us. If you guys have any questions, concerns, email us. Uh, you can get hit us up on any of the social medias. If you want to look at all of our old podcasts, uh, you can go to Spotify, like like Vito said, any of the, the platforms that we have out there. Um, it's readily available. The internet has no law, no lack of uh, places where you can hear us, hear us gab about the things that we love. Um, that link tree will also be low, be below as well. If you guys like this episode, let us know. If you didn't like this episode, let me know. If you want us to talk more about Batman Arkham Asylum or Batman Arkham City, yes. Even if you don't, we're probably gonna do it in the future. But oh yeah, yeah, you have no choice. I'm sorry. It's like you're stuck. <laughs> it's your fault. You clicked on this. You have to listen to it now. Um, if you did, like I said, hit us up on 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 social media. Let us know because uh, we like to hear uh, from our fans out there what they enjoy and whatnot. So, but uh, wrapping up, Vito, I want to say thanks for coming by and and talking with me for at least an hour. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a pleasure. I love speaking with you, and I love talking about the topics that we have. Like, where else could I have talked Hellboy, Dishonored, and Batman Arkham Asylum, dude? And with, exactly. with like someone that knows about it as well. And that's like I said, man. That's that's the wonderful thing about the internet. You can always find somebody that shares similar interests, and you can always talk to them about it. May not always be the healthiest conversation, but in our case, it was very healthy, and we even talked about uh, the weird things about Batman. But hopefully, we got some more episodes coming in the future, guys. Um, from our friends over at Not Your Father's uh, Movies, and like I said, uh, we will be heading out here in just a little bit, guys. Thanks for showing up, Vito. Thanks for coming on, and we're gonna head out. All right, guys, have a wonderful day. Vito, have a wonderful day too. You too. Bye. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps, or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.